Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know, everybody's got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket. It just may be the most rewarding to-do you do today. Now, Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio. A downloadable Cars and Coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. This is going to be a good one. Let's just start off. Just a cold start, just like this. Look at this. These fucking phone calls. Why, are you on the no-call registry, Zuckerman? I, 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 I am, but it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. work. And it, it, it's nonstop. Like, this will be one of ten calls today from all of these delightful cities that I like to visit, like Ro- Providence, Rhode Island. That was Hawthorne, California. And it, it just never stops. And, I, and, I, and I, I got on that Do Not Call registry two weeks ago, and I'm still getting the calls. Uh, my favorite is that I get calls for cruise. You want a cruise? <laughs> I'm like, no, sh- no, you want a cruise. I'm like, no, I didn't. You know, oh, well, do this. Give us your social security number. You got a free cruise. Exactly. Yeah, we'll empty your bank account. And I got yesterday on my cell phone, may I speak to the head of the household? Oh. You're calling a fucking cell phone. This is not a household. Yeah, I know. I always know I'm in trouble. Yeah. You know, may I speak with Michael Ferristein? <laughs> and that's where I, I, these days I now go with it. I try to go with it and waste as much of their time as I can. Oh. And I had some – I answered that one. You know where they call you up and they go, uh, there's a criminal complaint. It's a robot. It goes, there is a criminal complaint that's been <laughs> filed against you. You will be going to jail. I, I hung on the uh, phone for that one. And I got connected to some angry Middle Eastern guys who I said, look, I, I want to make this go away. Uh, how do I make this go away? Who do I pay? And they go, well, well hold on. We'll put you on with the guy. And, it, <laughs> and he put me on with his boss. And he goes, well, there's, all, it's, there's a very big arrest record for you. It's going to make it go away. You're going to have to pay. And I go, okay, I'd, l- I'd like to pay right now. And he kept asking for my credit card number. And I would go, okay, here it is. Okay, you ready? It's MasterCard. And they go, yes. I go, 5-4. Yes. And I go, that's it. 5-4. Why are you fucking wasting my time? And then he started screaming at me, and he screamed at me for a good five more minutes. And then I, I tried to reason with him. I said, well, what, why are you doing bad things in the world? Why don't you do some good things in the world? And he goes, oh, you also do good things. Tell you what, tell you what. What, what, what are you? You're white. 
I go, yeah. He goes, what nationality are you, Mr. Good Things? I go, uh, mostly Irish. He goes, okay, like Conor McGregor? <laughs> and he goes, you know what happened to Conor McGregor in the ultimate fight last weekend? And he starts recapping the fight with that Russian guy. He goes, I'm going to be the Russian motherfucker that punches you in the face. It was so entertaining. This was like an hour of my life last week, Zuckerman. Anyway, it's you're listening to Jim Beaver. Yay. Paul Zuckerman. Jim Beaver is an accomplished off-road racer, motorsports, on-air Ooh. talent, and the host of the nationally syndicated Down and Dirty Radio Show. Jim, good to see you, my friend. Yeah, good to see you. I, I was trying to think back. I know I, I had you on my show, um, I think, when you launched this podcast, like right around when you launched it. Was so, it the podcast or Car Matchmaker? I thought it was Car Matchmaker. I don't know. You and I were all over the grid when we talked because we've got a bunch of mutual friends. I know right, like, right. Katie Osborne, Graham Rahal. Like, right, we, yeah, right, we got, right. Like, I don't know. We got on some tangent about like Graham's G wagon at one point. I don't know. <laughs> you never know where it's going to go. <laughs> Graham, yeah, he had that uh, sparkly green G wagon. Happy Graham. Happy Graham. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he's hilarious. And you weren't you just talking about his uh, his aftermarket uh, stainless steel exhaust and saying that you were going to put one on our uh, okay. GT3 Touring? He, he he what he did was he volunteered on Instagram. He suggested, and then a whole bunch of his competitors dogpiled him, saying their shit was better. So I had to stick up for him <laughs> and say, if I'm doing one of these, I'm doing it through my friend Graham. Do you think really that there's any better? Stainless steel exhaust sound. I mean, as long as you're getting a little more sound out of the exhaust uh, on a it GT3. Reminds me of my '79 right? um, Firebird Formula Firebird that I wanted to put headers on, and then I was always wondering if it actually worked. Like, you know, the first time you smoke dirt weed, and you're like, "Am I high? I don't, am I getting my high? You don't know. If you don't know, it doesn't work." <laughs> I always get. I always just don't want to think about what I'm doing with a stock exhaust. Where am I putting that? I don't want to store another thing. That's what always stops me. You know what's golden on the stock exhaust? Now, I know most of the stuff's cat back, but those cats are worth so much money. Yeah, we really. People, yeah. Well, we've got a. My family's got a Ford dealership, and that's uh, right. Um, like you literally, one of those the things... oldest Ford dealerships in Arizona, yeah. 102 years old. Yep. This Ford dealership. Yeah, no, and yeah, it wasn't meant to be a plug, but seriously, we put we like replace exhausts, and we get people that'll come and buy those for like the platinum that's inside the packing. Really? Those cats are worth like money. Wow, really? Yeah. What are How they is... Okay, what are they worth? All depends. Like you get one of those big, like uh, off a one ton truck. You know what I mean? That's that yeah. long, and I don't know. They they have a way to weigh it, and like I guess extract. Out of like the packing and uh, the I don't know, yeah, the platinum out of it, and I don't know. I mean, we we've got up to I don't, like three or four cats, like three four hundred bucks before just out of the value. Ferrison, next time one of these guys calls, tell him you want to go into the cat business, <laughs> the, cat, like, the platinum yeah. business. <laughs> yes, I want to hear about this old Ford dealership. What is yeah. the oldest Ford dealership? If yours is one hundred and two years old. One in Flagstaff. We were actually talking about Flagstaff. Yeah, they, yeah. I think they got us clipped by a couple of years. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and they were selling the Model T, I would guess, way yeah, back then. Right? We were nineteen sixteen when we were founded, so no I would way. assume they were probably right around nineteen ten. And it was your relatives that founded. It's actually my my great grandfather. What was his name? Uh, Dan Beaver. Yep. Dan Beaver. What a genius Daniel Dan Beaver, Beaver was. Yeah. So look what he left. We're just a railroad Can you town. Say Daniel Boone. Yeah. Huh? Daniel Daniel Beaver is king. Of the- <laughs> but amazing that this guy had the prescient made this prescient decision to get a dealership and hand it down so many generations. Yeah. Well, I think it was on accident. To be honest with you, like he was actually a, a railroader. 
And the railroad went on strike, and he got stuck in this town. He was actually from Prescott, and he got stuck in this town for like three months. Uh-huh. And so he like started working on cars just because he had no job. And he wrote a letter, I guess, to my great grandma and said, "Hey, man, like I'm not coming home. I got no way to get home. The railroad's on strike, and so I got no job." So he took a, you know, he just started like working on old cars and wrenching and things like that. And then this whole dealership thing kind of popped up. And well, how did it pop up? Did Henry Ford just show up? No, I guess telegraph Henry. No, I guess they were working work? on. No, I guess they were working <clears throat> on cars and stuff like that. And then back then, like he would actually once the once the railroad got back up and running, mm-hmm. he would actually all the cars showed up in L.A. And so he would he would take the train to L.A. and get a Model T, and then he would drive it across the desert back to <laughs> literally. And we're talking this thing was like a it was like a couple week trip to make yeah, this yeah, whole deal yeah. happen back then, right? He would drive the Model T across the desert back to this small town in Arizona, and then when that car, and then he would sell it. Right. And then when he sold that, he would take the train back to L.A. <laughs> oh, and he'd buy another one and drive it across the desert and then sell it. No kidding. Yeah, so we're we're talking <clears throat> infancy, and so. That happened, and I think we are unofficially a Ford dealer for like 10 years as this was going on. And then at some point, Ford's just like, yeah, we'll make you a real dealer. You and know? did they eventually put those cars on the train and get them there? And yeah, it? eventually the trains came in, and then the, yeah, mm-hmm. and the transportation got ironed out, and it wasn't him actually you know, taking a train to L.A. to drive cars back across the desert. But that's how it all happened. We're talking I drove, you early know, 1900s. You know? I drove a Model A in the desert. I was so surprised at how well these things handled. They're like originally they're like the first four by four, right? They, yeah, because roads sucked back then. <clears throat> I mean, right, they didn't have yeah. roads. No, that, no, was that was the was whole it. point of the Model that was it. T. Those things were durable, man. Yeah, they are. It's impressive. And the original Beaver guy must have been durable too, because yeah. that wasn't <laughs> his easy. Back, his back probably wasn't so good. But. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Somebody just reached out to me on Instagram and asked me this this very same situation. They said, "What if I were to take." Uh, these cars, these 911s I'm finding in the Midwest and bring them to the West Coast, do you think I could make some money? And I said, yeah, I think you could. <laughs> I think if, you are, if you're buying in the winter and you're looking in the nooks and crannies of the Midwest for the, some of these old cars, yeah, I think you could. Don't you think if you bring a 911 to L.A., it's suddenly a little bit more valuable, right? Uh, okay, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's, could we, should we <clears throat> I try do. it? Sure. I mean, don't you think you'd be willing to pay at least 10% more for a car right here in Los well, Angeles? Well, I would agree with you that I think the dealerships in the Midwest that, that get their allocation of, 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 of let's say, a, a Targa 4 GTS. No, no, I'm talking about old cars. Okay, old I'm cars. Old cars. Old cars. I would say you there's buy a, in your neighbor's garage. Well, I mean, let's put it this way. <clears throat> if you've got a 911 in the middle of nowhere, Iowa, right, how many buyers do you have? Right. If you've right. got one here in L.A., how many buyers do you have? You know, there's just more buyers here, right? <laughs> yeah. And, but I also think we'll pay a little more for it. Yeah. Anything here. It's like, you know, a hotel, a restaurant. I'll pay a little more for that dinner. Yeah. I think you could do it. I think it's going to be a pain in the ass <laughs> to do. It's not but, a job I would want, uh, but no. I think there is money in it for somebody. People have uh, been writing. We're going to answer some questions today. We forgot <laughs> to do it last time, Zuckerman. We had about 100 questions, and I forgot to ask all of them. So. Oh, well, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't say that about our lovely listeners. <laughs> I'm in a mood. What do you want? What, you're in a mood? Why? What, what's happening? What's wrong? You know, my, Ferrison, <clears throat> my house burned out. Yes, I know it burned out. <laughs> in this case, it didn't it's happen horrible. to other people. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it's a tragedy. Lots yep. of people died. It's horrible. Like, I mean, Structures it's just burned. It's, it's bad news. Let's talk about uh, Dak Shepard, oh. Travis Pastrana, Tra- Tanner Faust. Now, you, 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 you sent me some possible talking points without a reference, <laughs> yeah, but, well, I, but I love these names. I, I watch uh, Travis Pastrana all the time. I just watched him the other day. 
he had he was on a uh, in his backyard on a motorcycle doing double flips and had a drone that I think was chasing him, like an automated drone that was following him around on the track. It's an amazing piece of video. Travis and Dax nuts. seems like a guy like you, an off-roader and a camper and a, and a you know a, a woodsy four by four nut job guy, muddy. Dax right? is he is the anti celebrity. Well, I, I swear he's yeah, he, he is. is so not a celebrity right. that's a celebrity. He's well, what, just... what were you doing with the, with so, Dax? So yeah, so I'm I'm kind of like you. I mean, I've got <laughs> a lot of friends that are higher profile and mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I've been an off road racer for you know a couple of decades now since you know time I was like twenty. Um, so it was one of those like I have this contract with Polaris. And I'm like like how can we do something fun where I can bring these rad people that are my friends and take them off road racing Mm -hmm. and so i thought up this idea that we called it the star car um and so we built out this razor and i mean it was like a hundred plus thousand dollar razor build and uh, it's a proper race car and uh my whole idea we got to film what did you what did you change about uh, a regular razor? well for the desert like literally i think the uh they look like a razor on the outside and then other than that it's just a pure you you take basically this the chassis Uh and you cut everything off above the basic frame rail and throw it away (laughs) 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 so (laughs) if we take the skins off you'd look at this and be like i don't know how much of that razor rejuvenation the engine's still there it is a spec engine right so um but yeah we built up this race car we got uh film crew and uh uh started out we you know um had tanner faust come and race with me and uh you know and um and then we had uh jolene van vute which uh she's you know she's travis pastrana sidekick she's first female to backflip a dirt bike. right right her and i've been friends for a long time so i got her involved because um i just i feel like you know you always need to have a female presence in motorsports whatever i you know it's just kind of one of my things like i i feel like a lot of times women don't get their due and you know in this industry absolutely so, right right um so i definitely wanted her involved and yeah so we had tanner faust we had uh Alyssa Ronick with espn she came out and rode in the car with me um did she race. get sick no, she was actually a phenomenal <laughs> co-driver. Like literally what so good. Like I would hire her next week to co-drive and I race always, with me. We always get sick when we're passengers in race <laughs> yeah, cars. That's crazy. why I said it. Now, what, what do you mean co-driver? What is she doing in this? So, um, you know, in the desert, we've got like, uh, you know, anywhere from, well, actually Baja 1000 is going on this weekend and right. I'm not racing it. Um, so you go anywhere from, you know, we've got, you know, 20 mile loops at some of these races, like um, to, you know, Baja 1000 where it's a thousand miles. That, so it's navigating. You know, yeah. So she's navigating. We've got a GPS screen in there and she's calling off you know hey we've got a we've got a booby trap up here a, you know big ditch big rocks you know left hand corner right hand corner and when you're in the dust and you can see like five feet in front of your car like that's crucial because you're racing right, and right. you're blind so the navigator actually does a whole lot of work you know i have a friend who races baja craig christie he's okay. uh, he's also uh, running our editorial facility for my company but he goes up and he does this race and he he tells us there's lots of death in this race yes there's lots of death has that been your experience that there there are bystanders and animals and and people die in Baja? Yes. Uh, <laughs> How did, racing what? in the United States is a little more controlled. Why why can't they keep uh, people off the track outside of the United States? You know what? We love racing in Baja. Um, I mean, it breaks my heart. I'm not actually down there racing right now, but um, the fans down there are just next level fans. They I mean, love it, it right? They absolutely love it. They eat. They sleep. They breathe it. Um, 
you know, I, I don't want to say they don't really have professional sports in Mexico, but especially Baja, like, you know, off-road racing, it, that's their sport. That's, an, you know, it's what they live for down there. And so you get guys like Robbie Gordon and, you know, and, you know, and these people like that that are these main, you know, these, they're their superheroes down right. there, you know. So they're just passionate. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and you're also out in the middle of the sticks in Mexico, and these people have these little villages, and, you know, a lot of them may not even have power at this point in time. They might be running off generators, no internet, no TV. So are they cool with a race coming through? Oh, their little they, they love it, but they, they're so passionate they want to build extra big jumps and they want to bury refrigerators in the course and what, what uh, they want to mean? dig dig ditches that you weren't aware of. Really? <laughs> so but is that sabotage or celebration? It's making it better. It, well, it, <laughs> it, it could be put... looked at both ways. <laughs> <laughs> so you may hit a refrigerator and you may not know. Yes, right. exactly. And you may end up on your roof. And, and then and... how is it that people, I understand like a dog running across the track or an animal, you just, when you're racing, you just have to plow straight through. That's just how you do it. Or you crash, but... When it's a person, what what happened? Yeah. No, and when it's people like you it, haven't run over anybody, have you? No, 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 no. <laughs> I've had some close calls down in Mexico, but no. But no. and what is it from? Just people on a turn, just cheering or holding? Yeah, up? well, and they want to get close, and I mean, they, you know, they're down there, especially like Baja. I mean, that race stretches a day, so people right, get right. a little, they, they get a little alcohol in their system, right? They're <clears throat> right, having right. a good time watching the race, That's and then right. then they decide <clears throat> they they get really brave <clears throat> and they want to lay underneath jumps and have the cars <clears throat> jump over them and. It, you just – it gets – I don't want to say entertaining. It gets interesting. But as yeah. a driver, I mean, you – it's one thing I say the difference in racing off-road in the States and in Mexico. In the States, like, I can concentrate on the race course and the race. I don't have to worry about the exterior, you know, things going on. Well, you race in Baja and you've got to have, like, that sixth sense. You know, you're looking yeah, – you yeah. know, peripheral vision has got to be on point. And it's actually going to be interesting. So Alexander Rossi, Indy 500 champion, yep. uh, he's down there. I talked with him last week. I uh, had him on my show. Um, but he's actually going and racing the 1,000 this weekend. And he was just like, I have no idea what I'm in right, store for. I'm like, I want to talk with you after the race. Because <laughs> I'm like, we should have done this interview after the race. <laughs> yeah, but I'm yeah, interested yeah. to see a guy like that who, you know, he's very much the same background as Graham Rahal, right? To see yeah, what he yeah. thinks of Baja after he goes down there and races. Well, Rossi also very put together. The haircut, get hair is yeah, getting yeah. cut every two weeks, right? The clothes, yeah. everything. He's in top very shape. Very clean, refined. Very clean, very refined. That guy. Formula One did good for Rossi, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, yeah and he's... this is this is just outlaw, dirty business <laughs> that that he's up to. It will be really interesting. I just wonder, just even the bumps, what he'll do with the bumps, because most of those guys who race cars. You know, uh, they like a quiet car on the road because their race car is too hot, right, and too noisy. So they'll get a Tesla so it's quiet when they're on the road. <laughs> so this is a level beyond yeah. like what they're used to. I, that'll be really interesting to hear what he thinks of that yeah. course and Off-road how well he does. Are loud, rough, obnoxious. Like it's yeah. Just, yeah. Do you think he feels a lot of pressure to win? Uh, he's on a really, really good team. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 not you know the trophy truck is like the top division right. and then there's a couple of divisions below that so he's not racing against you know what I mean the top guys so he's a um, you know he's got a really shot a good shot to win his class and he's on a factory Honda team that's I think the tie-in was with Honda you know they brought him on board for this so uh, I think you know I, I, it's one of those it's a long race if he just does if he doesn't make any mistakes he doesn't need to drive a hundred percent if he just drives eighty percent doesn't you know, run over a boulder and rip an arm off the truck. Like, I think they'll, they'll, they'll be all right. What's your one piece of advice you give somebody who's going to race Baja? Going to race in Baja? Yeah, do um, this race. Give me the one big thing everybody needs to know if you're going to do this. Honestly, I know there's a lot, but what's the one big one? You know, big biggest thing is, is just honestly, you've got to finish. you got to just – 
you got to be aware of what's going on around you. That's the biggest thing. You got to be aware. You get your vision's got to be on point. You know, you can't get distracted. It's just getting to the finish line at Baja is is a win in itself. So you know, some guys are doing this on motorcycle too, right? Yeah, some guys are doing it by themselves on a motorcycle. Like <laughs> you know, most of these guys are like on driving teams. You know, and even like I do Vegas Torino, that's five hundred and fifty miles, and I I split driving with somebody. And mm. this guy's on a motorcycle. Like, who wants to go and race a motorcycle a thousand <clears throat> miles? By you know, you're on a motorcycle for like a day, like yeah, straight. That's like that's rough. crazy. That's yeah, another yeah, yeah. level of nutty. You'll what be happened? Found to... in forty thousand years, like that guy up in the in the Alps. <laughs> I don't know that I could ride a dirt bike a hundred miles. You know what? What happens to your kidneys in this situation? I wear a kidney belt, and I got a bad back from an old football injury. So I, I literally I wear a kidney belt and everything else. Can you but... believe this, Suckerman? That you're complaining about sports seats in a Porsche, and he's got a back injury, and he's doing the Baja he's an one thousand. What kind he's of? He's a racer. Are you? I'm a baby. You're a big baby. I'm a big baby. Yeah. Why not get a kidney belt like he has and, and drive around with under my suit? Yeah, I have a suit and a kidney <laughs> belt. The good thing about kidney belts too is they're slimming, right? You can get yeah. them really cinched up, oh, and it looks is, like you lose five or ten pounds. Not Peter. saying that you need to lose any weight, no, buddy, but I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying like new, it's like the male version of Spanx. It's, <laughs> a, it's a new version of the three piece suit. The third piece <laughs> is the kidney belt. But a kidney belt could work. I mean, we could call it something else. We could call it the sports seat belt. But it's not a redstone belt. No, call it like the Z belt or something like that. The sex type of belt. <laughs> but that could actually it could actually work I'm, I'm i really want to figure this out for you i really want to make it happen <laughs> anyway we got to take a break we'll be right back with jim beaver when you're under the hood ever notice how often you use continental belts there's a reason for that continental is one of the world's largest original equipment suppliers for the automotive industry automakers from around the world insist on continental for original equipment belts the U.S. Big 3, BMW, VW, all of them. Over 30% of all new vehicles sold in North America. You know what that says? It says Continental knows OE because they are OE. Continental's OE Technology Series Multi-V belts for the automotive aftermarket are precision engineered for perfect fit, form, and function with a true OE pedigree. They're the belts engines already know, so you can confidently spec Continental's multi-V belts. There's one for 98% of vehicles on the road today. You might not know it, but Continental is also a leader in automotive technology, electronics components for things like autonomous driving and accident-free zones. That focus on innovation is in every product they make, including OE Technology Series aftermarket belts. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. Now we're back. Look at how fast that break was. It was as if it didn't really happen. You have a podcast here, right? Which is the reason you've uh, graced us with yes, your presence got, here uh, in this beautiful studio. Project yep. Action. Yep. Tell us, tell us all about it. What is Project Action? <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Project Action is, uh, what is it now and what does it started out to be? It started <clears throat> out to be uh, just a place where I talk with like people in action sports and anything kind of action oriented race car drivers and stuff like that. I've got my other show that's all motorsports and race car and auto, auto people, but now it's turned into me just interviewing rad people. Like we've got actors on, uh, um, I don't know, actors, musicians, athletes, celebrities, action sports, people, race car drivers. It's just, honestly, I don't know what it is. It's just the podcast that I keep doing and I love it. And I get to interview people I find interesting. Who do you, what's wrong with Travis Pastrana that he continues to put his life at risk over When I think of Travis, I feel a paternal instinct with him, right? I, I believe he broke his back when he was 15. He broke his back, <laughs> his pelvis. He's really and suffered I start, significant and I injuries. And I find that I worry about Travis Pastrana a lot. Even watching this video a couple of days ago, I went, 
I want to sit him down and go, enough, really. Yeah. Take care of yourself, because later on, you're going to end up like Zuckerman here, and you're not going to be able to sit well, in the car. I'll tell you my thoughts on Travis, but we've got to earmark this space, because I've got a really cool Travis Pastrana story yeah, that, not, that not many people have. Well, then just tell us that. But... <laughs> tell us the story. That's going to be better. Okay, so he w- he was involved <clears throat> with me in Star Car last year. Uh, him, me, and Jolene went to do Vegas Torino, you know, 600 miles across the entire state of Nevada. So, uh, you know, we, we have this bet, whoever, you know, Travis is starting and Jolene, then I was going to be the anchor because I, I, you know, I drive off road. So I was going to be the guy that drives at night. So we had this bet immediately, you know, Travis, everything's got to be a bet with Travis. So he's like, all right, whoever, if somebody breaks the car and we're unable to finish, whoever's driving when the car breaks, they owe the other people a thousand bucks. I'm like. All right, I'm not. I'm not worried about me breaking the car. I'm like, this is gonna be an easy grand. Travis gonna destroy this thing, right? <laughs> We've heard this story. So, with a story like, so, but like this, it. a story like this with another guy <laughs> who, yeah, racer so, behavior. Yeah. So, anyways, Travis. Um, so, anyways, Travis jumps in the car. Um, he does. He does the first like 150 miles. Jolene goes in. She does like 200 miles. Travis does another 100, and then I'm supposed to get in and do the anchor, like, which is like the last 200 miles, right? And by the time Travis had had some problems, he had driven the crap out of the car. So he'd had some problems. <laughs> I get in the car, and um, I'm supposed to do the 200 miles to finish. Meanwhile, it's already like midnight. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, so I literally, we, we change the tires. We fuel the car. I jump in. I'm like, all right, it's midnight. I'm ready to go. 200 miles. Let's do this. We're, you know, see you guys in Reno. I go 10 feet, and the car quits. Travis I look and Travis is sitting there literally like jumping up and down because I and I'm like so we go and find out like literally the frame is broken in half and it's night so you can't see this frame is broken in half from Travis like we've got sensor failures all this stuff he didn't tell me when he brought it in this thing was like on its last leg that's great so we get out of the car and we assess this thing and and we decide man like there's no way this car is going to go 200 miles I'm going to be stuck out here you know next to aliens area 51 so so, um, you know, so he's sitting there. He's like, Jimmy, you owe me a thousand bucks. And I'm like, Trav, I drove the car 10 feet, buddy. And he's like, yeah. no, it, it broke under you. <laughs> you power. Were in it, right. And uh, so <laughs> I look at that and then he's like, well, I, meanwhile, we're in this town called Gabs, Nevada. Which yeah. nobody knows where Gabs, Nevada is. It's, is that one P or two? Yeah. <laughs> Three. So it's 50 miles down a one-way road. Um, you, and it's a mining town. So you literally, it's one way in, one way out. It's one road. And it's like a 50 miles down this road to get to Gabs. There's like a population of 50. <laughs> I want to go there. there yeah, there's a population cool. of like 50 people in Gabs. <clears throat> They've got one bar How there. How many are on meth? A full two-thirds I'd of the population? 99.9% probably. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, they, they've got one bar in town. And the town is so small. And Trav's like, hey, I spotted a bar when we came in. We got to go over there. So we get there. And it's a, it's a double-wide trailer. And uh, this is the bar. And oh, all right, wow. so we're going to party in Gabs, Nevada at the Double Wide Trailer. So he's like, we got to discuss this this bet, you know. And he's like, I, I really think you owe me a thousand bucks. So, anyways, we go in there, and our crew shows up, and uh, everything else. And you know, here's Travis Pastrana walking in at Gabs, Nevada. You know, and uh, people are going nuts. And so the, the, we people of Gabs know Travis Pastrana. There, there was a couple of the younger ones that did. Some of the older ones heard from the kids, I, I, oh, this guy's a celebrity. So we, right. you know. So, anyways, we sit there and we proceed to discuss this bet for the next four hours over every kind of drink and deep fried food you can get in a bar in Gabs, Nevada. So, anyways, Trav goes, he goes, 
I go, I owe you some kind of money. So anyways, I, you know, basically I, I he's like, you don't owe me the thousand bucks. I'm like, I got to give you something, Travis. I'm a man of my word. And he's like, well, just give me a hundred bucks. So I sign over a hundred dollar bill in Sharpie. And it's like, fuck you, Travis it was basically what it was. So anyways, he's like, so that was what that happened. But we, we've got to square up with this bill in Gabs, Nevada. Right. So he, Travis like, I'm covering everything for everybody. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and he said that when we walked into the bar and I'm like, yeah, this is going to be bad. So we've drinking them out of all kinds of any, I how expensive I, can it be? to drink yeah. in cabs well this I'm is, thinking, we're talking about nine dollars i'm like if this was in vegas or la we're talking a, probably five to ten thousand dollar bill right if we're talking you know what i mean any other normal bar we're at least looking at fifteen hundred bucks two grand really right? well that's a lot of drinking yeah no it, it was it was a train wreck <laughs> uh, there, there was a point in time where travis was on a three-wheeler of some locals and doing wheelies down main street i mean it, it was yeah. i want to go to gab's <laughs> now gab sounds like fun zuckerman gab Death sounds like gab's. our kind of place could <laughs> so, i wear my gun to gab's they wouldn't have a problem with that right they motorcycles oh, and no, guns you, you'd you would have a good in. time if you don't have a gun you're out of place in that's gab's, right I think. oh so, we're going zuckerman. so anyway we go up and the bar owner and his wife are there and the bar owner's wife is the bartender and uh, we look and Travis like you know he's slurring his words and everything and we're both kind of seeing triple and we go, what do we what do we owe what do we owe you know and, he, and the guy looks around and he starts looking at his shelf and I'm like there's no liquor bottles left on the shelf you know and he starts looking he goes back to the freezer and all his deep fried frozen stuff is gone because that's the only thing to eat shrimps. Gas Nevada. <laughs> shrimps. Right, you guys shrimps. eat all the shrimps so he walks up and he looks at his wife he looks at us and he just kind of shakes his head and he goes, you owe me $67. Oh, come <laughs> and on. And Travis Lord. and I look at each other and, and Travis goes, $67. And the guy goes, looks about like a $67 night to me. And so Travis pulls out a $100 bill. It wasn't the one that I signed him to you know, go fuck off, Travis. And he hands it to, to, the, to the bartender, the lady that, whose husband is standing right there. And she looks at it and she goes, well, let me go get you some change. Travis goes, no, that, that's all right. You you keep the change, and she goes, I, I can't I can't keep that kind of money, Mister Pastrana. And Travis goes, What are you talking about? She goes, We've never had a tip that large in the history of this bar. She's like, I have to get you some change. And Travis goes, Seriously, you can keep the thirty three dollars. Right, right, right. <laughs> but it was just I'm oh, like, it's so oh charming. My God. Well, if they have a synagogue, I'm moving there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Gab, Zuckerman. You could probably own the whole town for a couple. That's hundred what thousand we dollars. tip the valet at Chaconis before we even eat when we're here. I love that boy. You just painted a beautiful picture that makes me just reminds me of everything I How love about. How many people about... are googling Gab's Nevada on Google? Earth right well, it's now. just about trying... being out in the world where yeah. just without any regulation, cops, and just having fun, and nobody's bombing jaded. around in the desert, and people are nice, and you know everything. Everybody just had a good time. Nobody got hurt. Nobody... But imagine what happens yeah. when the motorcycle gang rolls into Gabs. <laughs> <laughs> the bad guys come down that fifty-mile road, and there's no cops anywhere. And now, now imagine what they what's probably going got on. one cop in the whole town. I would assume you'd think there's got to be somebody there, right? Well, you said there's only fifty people in Gabs. Do you think one of them's a cop? I bet there's no cop. It's like one of those bad 70s movies. Yeah, it terror is. Terror on the road. Terror <clears throat> in a small town. Yeah, I bet Gabs has a lot of good stories to tell. Oh, I... A lot of Gabin good stories. Gabin and Gabs. <laughs> that could be another podcast for you, Mr. Beavers. Gabin and Gabs. Uh, <clears throat> when did you realize I... that you had a, facil- uh, a facility for this? That you had a talent for this podcasting thing? Honestly, um, 
it was well i was a broke race car driver right and this was like uh 2010 i had a trophy truck in the garage no money to run it you know and it's one of those like i'm going how the hell how do you get sponsorship to go racing like i can't get anything right and i'd done a, a previous year i did a radio interview with somebody and my sponsors that i had were like oh that's amazing you know we got so much value out of that and i started thinking i'm like well if they got value out of me like being being on you know doing a 15 minute segment on a radio show like why don't I just do radio and then I can give it to them every week? Right. Well, and you know, but how do you go and get national syndication agreements? I, and podcasting was there, but it was, it, it's not where it was today back in 2010, 2011. Right. So, uh, I started doing some, uh, you know, it was, I, I decided immediately, I was like, oh, nobody, you couldn't get any kind of money for doing a podcast back mm-hmm. in, back then you had to call it radio because <clears throat> people understood radio. They didn't understand podcasts like they do to, do today. So I started an online radio show. Um, that was actually really just a podcast, but I kind of did it live and it was horrible. I mean, it was freaking horrible, but, um, uh, people actually, like, I think we had 27 people tune in the first episode. Right, um, but it just steamrolled from then, and then actually, uh, Ken Block is a good friend of mine, and uh, I had an IOU with Ken Block for something that you know I'd helped him out with Ford on a, on a business thing, and so I called Ken and I said, "Hey, buddy," I said, "I've got this new radio show. Yeah, I heard you started something up, and I'm like, would you be my guest?" And he's like, "Yeah, I owe you one. I'll be your guest." So here's this <laughs> this kid. I didn't have much of a social following at that point. I had a horrible radio show, but mm-hmm. I've got Ken Block on, who <clears throat> is Mr. Jim Connor, Mr. Yeah, yeah. Five hundred million views, whatever. So Ken Block comes on your show, and then you are established immediately by de facto. So then after that, it was like just all downhill. The listeners came yeah, in with Ken Block, and all then, downhill, yeah. <laughs> downhill in a good way. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, so that was kind of how it got started. But honestly, the whole thought was: is how as a race car driver do you? Do you get sponsorship? And now, you know what I mean? I'm doing radio. I'm doing television. I'm doing all this stuff. Well, and I'm well, racing. It you says know here the Down and Dirty Radio Show is airing on 200 AM FM networks right now in the United no States way. and 500 networks in 177 countries. Oh, you're on Armed Forces Network, yes, too. That's, that's really probably cool. out of everything. My, you know, That's one of the things I'm most proud of just because I've got a lot of friends in the military. Yeah, get, yeah. You know, troops will send you emails or contact you through the website. Hey, listen to your show on AFN. Thank you. You know, and th- like – like to me, that's where it's, it's the at. best. Yeah, we used to the send best. them the uh, season of Car Matchmaker, advanced uh, season. Send yeah. it off to them and release it a month early to them so they could watch it on DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's take a quick break and then we're going to do listener questions, of which there are many. We'll be right back with Spike's Car Radio. Every car comes with its share of stories. That ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up your first date, luxury package you got after a big promotion, or the mileage you saved by riding your bike all summer. While you can't put a price tag on your stories now, with True Car you can at least find out what your car's worth when it's time to sell or trade it in. Just go to True Car, simply enter your license plate number, and watch how your car's details pop up. Then answer a few questions, navigation, and moonroof. Yep. Watch as they bump up your value. High mileage? You know it. You already knew it was going to cost you, but now you know how much it dings your wallet, so you can plan ahead. Once you're finished, you'll get a true cash offer sent in minutes, which you can take to a local certified dealer to cash out and trade in. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. True cash offer not available in all areas. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. And here we are. All right, let's Chris. It's always hard with these questions because it's always Instagram handles, so bear with me in the names. This is Christopher Lyon. That's not so bad. Let's turn the tables on the car matchmaker. I want to hear Jim's recommendations for three off-road vehicles for Spike and hear which one Spike wants to drive first. 
And this is good because they're uh, like I like we were talking about before this podcast began. I grew up in the woods. I grew up with canoes. I was an off-roader, motorcycler. I used to uh, drive a Hodaka Combat Wombat two-stroke. <laughs> I, I, I like you're this a dirt stuff. bike rider. You I'm see? a dirt biker, All but right. I'm a dirt, I was a dirt biker without means. I always had to borrow <laughs> my friend's uh, Honda XR250s and things. I didn't have a motorcycle. My mom was a nurse. She wouldn't let me have them. So what would you recommend for me now? Uh, now a man of means. Ooh, uh, we're ta- we're talking, are, are we talking actually like – we're talking <clears throat> stuff you can go to a dealership. I'm going to go to Gorman. I'm going to take this to Gorman, and I'm going to have some uh, fun with it. So it doesn't matter what it is. What what vehicle will I have the most fun with in Gorman? Well, obviously the Ford Raptor's got to be on the top of the list. Really? Right? Yeah, you got to. Uh, yeah. I love Raptors. Yeah, Raptors are awesome, okay, especially the is... new ones. So, so what? I would just take a stock Raptor. Stock uh, Raptor, you can actually take and do pretty much anything you want with it. Um, okay, go anywhere. So There's one. Okay, I would say Ford Raptor is definitely uh, got to be on the top of the list. Um, He's got a Ford dealership. Do you see that? Side? Yeah, no, but it. well, I mean, there's some rad stuff that's out there. I mean, you know, you start looking. You at... happen to pick my favorite truck. All right, <laughs> I'm not. Don't argue so with it... me. I'm telling you, I love this choice. I mean, you got how are you is... going to beat that? Yeah, well, I mean, if you just want to, I mean, there's some rad stuff. Like I love Range Rovers and G wagons and stuff like that. But are you really mm. going to? I have a Range hard... Rover Sport. Yeah, are you gonna... right now. I love the sports. Yeah. Uh, but I, I want something kind of like you. I want something, you know, Baja 1000 vehicles. Well, this can, doesn't have to be something I can put a license plate on. Okay. But let's well, stick with well, the Ford Raptor Obviously the new Polaris one. Razors, especially the Turbo S, those things are amazing. Tell me why I want that. Why you want that? Because yeah. it's got long travel. I mean, it's basically like a miniature trophy truck, right, from, you know, from the factory. So, yeah. um, you know, it's... Like, How fast does that go? They'll go about 80, I think. Oh, and, but, I mean, you can go through three-foot whoops, you know, pretty darn quick. Have you so. seen one of those things underway? Yeah. They are so fucking cool. And when what happens when they roll? Well, I've rolled my fair <laughs> share of them, and I'm still – I'm talking to you, Spike. So, <laughs> so they, get roll, they have a roll bar. Yeah, no, they've got a full roll cage, four-point harness. Okay. And, I like yeah. that, too. I so. like that, too. What's my third? What's my oh, third car? Oh, a third one. I this don't know, man. Where, where do we go here? I, you know what? If we're – I'm a toss-up. I'm going to give you four. I mean, you can't go wrong with a Jeep of any kind, right? Everybody's okay. Gonna, right. Well, I'm going to give you five. We got it. Jeeps, old Broncos. I love vintage Broncos, like 70s Broncos. Okay. Yeah. Those yes. are three. Okay. 70s yes. Broncos, <clears throat> I, I, I'm a massive fan of those. Jeeps of any kind. And then uh, what do we? What did I say I was going to give you five? Ah, oh, we got to go with the no, old. No, three uh, the, is all you really okay. needed. Well, now, how about an confused. old Hummer H1, too? Like, I'm talking <clears throat> H1 Those Hummer. are great. Those are great. I drive occasionally a military-spec uh, Hummer. Yeah. That my friend has that he uh, got registered and it's super fun. All right, they, they lost just... me when they went to like H two H threes. I know. I was like, eh, and they're no, super wide about... on the road. They're yeah. fun, but uh, hmm, all right, there's a lot of good choices. I'm gonna forgo the vintage stuff because I have a '71 Series two A. All right, that covers a lot of those bases. Also, the new Range Rover. Forget that. Yeah. The Ford, you, you had me right at the very first suggestion. First the one. Ford Raptor. I want a jacked up Ford Raptor. I've driven them. They're lovely. I've driven them around the city. That that's what I want. Yeah. Let's go. Set me up with the old Ford, Ford dealership. Let's get a pickup truck today, Zuckerman. <laughs> Why not? Because we're going to get the friends and family. Is it, what's that package? Is yeah. it plan? Oh, they do. X, they plan have. X, plan something. If you want a Ford it, Raptor, let me know. We, I, they we do. Get you they they with have Ford. that. Sure that what do they call that plan that what you is get the plan? when you're – What is the Ford uh, family got, plan? Uh, there's a couple different ones. There's A, D, Z, and X. So and what do X. you have? You have an A? Uh, I'm a D plan. And is that the best? Uh, D and A are the same, basically. And one what does that one mean? is for actually people that own dealerships and their and their family members. And right. then uh, A plan is for Ford corporate employees. Wow. So you just end up paying for the gas, right? The truck is free. <laughs> That's the plan they I want. They pay you All to right. drive the truck. <laughs> this gentleman, father to four girls. I don't know if I would uh, 
<laughs> Make that your Instagram handle, sir. So right there. I would change that. I've, uh, I've got a blue paint to sample GT3 Touring. Well done. With carbon bucket seats and steel for the feel brakes. Why did you and Z go with sofas? <laughs> He's talking about the 18-way seats. He calls them sofas. <laughs> and PCCB. Well, first of all, it's a Touring package, so you want a Touring seat, right? Didn't think of that, did you? I agree with you. I like these carbon bucket seats a lot. I, make, I feel like I'm sitting in a, in a really crispy uh, baseball glove that holds me when I race the car. But if you want to go with the Turing, you go with an 18-way seat. Also, Zuckerman's back. The PCCB. Now, Zuckerman, this hits on a hot button right. issue this right. week that our, our GT3 Turing is at Beverly Hills Porsche, where they are diligently trying to take the brake squeal out of one of uh, the wheels. Two of the wheels, actually. And, you know, I know what you're thinking right now. I spike these ceramic brakes. They squeal. Porsche made a little video. It's a racing brake. Not, they're not supposed to squeal like a Mack truck. <laughs> they're not supposed to squeal that I have to roll my windows up. They're not supposed to squeal that the, the good people of Brentwood, California, are turning on sidewalks and putting their hands up to their ears, Porsche. So I don't know. I think... From now on, Suckerman, we go steel. We go steel brakes, and, right. I, and I've talked to some of our buddies about this, and they're saying that we're late to the game. That's why we've been ordering steel brakes. Your thoughts, Mister Zuckerman? I will tell you that in the nine nine seven, the ceramics had much less squeak mm-hmm. than the steel GT three brakes. Yes. They used they used certain pads on the on the GT threes for the steel brakes that were much noisier than regular pads, and the ceramics were better. But in this nine nine one. It's the opposite. It used to be, like, I had a 996 GT3 with steel brakes, okay? And then I went to ceramics because I didn't want the squeal, I didn't want brake dust, and I wanted lighter brakes. Those are the three main reasons, right? Now, I'm not sure what I'm doing here because now I'm I, I, this noisy brake is hurting my enjoyment of this beautiful, beautiful and, and, car. And you know what the worst thing is? When they tell you at the dealership or at service department, <clears throat> spray some simple green. On on the Some on WD the road, right? Like, okay, really? I just spent two hundred thousand dollars, and I'm going to be walking around with a bottle of with Simple soylent, Green and spray. Soylent Green. Uh, put it on there. I by the way, that doesn't there, work. Grab you by the neck and spray Simple Green in your open mouth. See how that works. Well, I will tell you right now that the Beverly Hills Porsche dealership and their crew are working very hard. They are very aware of what we do for a living, Mr. Zuckerman. They are going to great lengths to elimin- eliminate this. I have I have the full confidence of the company and the dealership, and I know they're going to do a great job. By the way, they have a GT2 RS for sale if anybody wants one. Really? How much? It's there right now. It's uh, it's up there. It's 100 and, 140, 150 over sticker. Is it a Weissaka? It's a it... silver with a Weissaka. Yeah, yeah. Big number. Is that? It seems lower. Over sticker okay. than any of these other cars. They're putting a lot of these cars right. out there, but 140 over sticker is still a maybe I have that price. Wrong. Deal. It's, 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 That's it's what lot. about if you know what about your another car I'm obsessed with the GT 350R. How much were yes. those selling for over sticker? I love those cars. I really you could you could sell me one of those cars. Too. Well, those ones are pretty tough to get a hold of, but uh, but why why couldn't? That's w- the question, right? Why? I mean, Raptors. Did, do are you tough have to get one? Do you own one? No. No. Um, I think that I think that new Mustang is so lovely to drive. I just love the way it sounds. It's just a great car. I think the 350R, I mean, I've seen them from, you know, 
I don't know, ballpark over sticker. I've seen them at, you know, 25, at, you know, sometimes. I don't know. It's and they're just, still they're still selling like that. They're still hard yeah, to get. Yeah, I mean, I've seen some it's some small dealers that got stuck with one, not stuck with them, but eh, some small-town dealers, and they were trying to get rid of them to other dealers at, like, five over sticker, you know. So. Uh, Should we how, get one of those, Ferris? How many of those did they make? Well, that's uh, That I'm one, going. I don't know. You're, you're, I'm going to have to dig deep in that What's one. your big seller in the Mustangs? I don't know. See, we're small town dealer. Honestly, the big big one for us is just a standard Regular, Mustang yeah. GT. You know, and uh, the thing about it's great <clears> about <throat> Mustang GT is they're I mean they're more than capable. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're a fun car to drive, but the aftermarket's so crazy. So right, you can get right. basically there a base Mustang GT, and then you can do whatever the heck you want with it. You know, and I think that's a lot of people like to go that route because you're not overpaying for one of the special ones, and you kind of build your own, and you know, you put your own wheel and tire packages and your own performance upgrades, and so I think a lot of people go that way um, just because you get to personalize it. It's more you, you know. What do you and what do you like driving? You missed a race car. Do you like driving Mustangs? I'm going to put you on the spot. I love driving Mustangs. I'm actually uh, um, also, <laughs> weird enough, I'm a Subaru ambassador, so I've got a uh, brand-new uh, WRX STI in the garage, wow. too. So, um, they have the best those, color palette of any manufacturer right amazing. now. amazing. I absolutely love – it's just a fun car to drive. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, you know, there's certain <laughs> things, obviously, you know, if you like, you know, luxury comforts that an STI doesn't have, but you're not buying that car for – those type of comforts. So, I mean, I, it, right now, if I'm going to go out, you know, on a Sunday drive, um, you know, found, find a mountain road or something like that, I take the STI. But, you know, I've had Mustang GTs in the past, and I'm just a driver. Like, I, I if I can drive somewhere instead of fly, I'm going to drive. Um, you know, I just – I like being behind the wheel, just whether it's just driving or performance driving. I just I just like driving, you know. There's something right. – especially when I'm by myself, turn the radio on, mm. and you can just clear your head. You know? Yeah, it's therapeutic. Car therapy. What what about that older Boss three hundred two? Did you like that? I'm I don't know. I'm a, I'm a Mustang fan. Um, I guess I'm I'm kind of uh, I've always been partial. I guess if I had to pick one, you know, the old GT five hundred, you know, like right. Eleanor type. Um, right. Well, what about the two? Was it two thousand eight or nine Boss three hundred two? That's what I'm talking about. The I one, never got to drive one. Really? Yeah. No, I <clears> like <throat> the looks of them, but I actually never got to drive one. So. All right, um, let's let's get to some more questions. Here's one for Jim. This is from Anthony Day. What's his take in the whole overlanding craze? Ooh. Does he anticipate major manufacturers making street legal side by sides? I don't even know what this question means. Honda had one at SEMA this year. Twenty k plus is a lot of money for something you can't drive around town. The oh, what, first of all, what is the overlanding craze? So, Educate the Porsche people. Um, overlanding is, uh, it's blown up in the last three years. So it's basically, um, you know, it's not necessarily like performance off-road driving like I'm doing, but overlanding, it's literally like, um, you know, you take a car and you outfit them and like you, you, have you seen any of those rigs now where it can be like old Broncos, uh, sometimes they're Range Rovers, um, Land Cruisers, um, just, you know, even trucks, but they've got like the rack on the back with a tent that's up above the truck, you mm-hmm. know, folds oh, up. Oh, and, right, right. Yeah, oh, you the know, camping so, deal, right. Yeah, right. That so, ends up oh, on Gear Patrol dot com and yeah yeah, yeah i love lift that it stuff up. it's all the lights yeah. all over it you know uh-huh. it's like the camping rig on on top of the truck and stuff like that so overlanding it's not necessarily like racing or anything it's just going out for the weekend and you know you can you Got know it. go over just about anything in those rigs and then you yeah. just stop and camp and then the next day you fold it all back up and Ooh, just keep going that. and like overlanding's just blown up the past couple of years and everybody i talk to they you know in the off-road space they want to get involved yeah in but why couldn't you drive that around town 
Oh, you can. I've got friends that have <laughs> them, and that's their daily you driver. You know, yeah, that, that's great. Uh, I mean, if he's talking about side by sides. I think that's you know what I mean. That's probably you know talking razors and stuff like that. You know, but actually in Arizona they're street legal, so I drive mine as a I, daily I, driver. I could have used an Overlander last night in the traffic on the west side. <laughs> <laughs> I could have just pulled off out. the side of the interstate. Yeah, and just well, camped well out. it's in my neighborhood. I couldn't get to my house. Uh, if you have seen Matt Ferris Safari nine eleven in person, can you comment on whether it was a mistake? To do that to his clean 911, be honest, I won't tell him from CDN Wacko. Zuckerman, what do you think? Oh, thank you. Was well, it a mistake? Now, you had a great no, take on this. No, it's, it's, uh, what was my take on it? Your take was this is the purest Matt Farah that we've ever seen. That's that true. This is a pure Matt Farah build, and you called him the, the hillbilly Hebrew, I believe. Yeah. Well, it was actually it was a hillbilly Hebe. Yes, the redneck Hebe, I'll say it. And I did say that, that and, and Matt said it himself, that, that this car was uh, uh, his personality on four wheels. It really is. It really is. Yeah. And so for him, it's perfect. For me, I wouldn't. it wouldn't be for me. But for no. him, it's great. And you he's you got, couldn't do that. And he's so happy in it when you so see him. Happy and it feels and, good and to so see you, your friend happy. You can't argue with somebody who is no. 10 out of 10 happy. He got what he wanted. Yes. There it is. That's a good one. All right. Here's another question for us to go with. All right. Uh, I don't want to do that question. Forget I even said that. This is a terrible question. Uh, last episode, you guys said COA means nothing. What did you mean by this, and what do you look for instead? So they mean the certificate of authenticity that you can send uh, your VIN number to Porsche, and they send you a little uh, picture thing to frame, and it's got your original build options on it, color, uh, transmission. I've had some interesting interactions with the COA department, Zuckerman. I've had, uh, with respect to your uh, RS, Right. I've, I said, uh, I wrote them a letter and said, uh, actually, it's got these things, not that. And then they said, okay, here's another COA. The older, <laughs> went, well, wait a minute. The older COA. Just, just me yeah. saying it to you is going right. to change the COA? In the olden days, uh, the COAs were handwritten and much more details. You've got real information. Today's little plaque that they give you that's laminated, okay, fine. But you you still, yeah, it's, it's just one little piece of the <clears throat> puzzle. It is. But it's hardly definitive. Yeah, I think you could, I, I always uh, think the engine number, the tra- the drivetrain, all that, all those numbers are accurate. Right. Other stuff, you know, the, 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 the information is when, spotty, right? Yeah, it was written it, in, in pencil right. you know, 100 years ago. Old, old cars, if you're dealing in the 50s, uh, it depends who was writing the shit down. Right. All right. Rich uh, Calafian wants to know, who would win at the racetrack, Spike, Zuckerman, or Seinfeld? I know the answer to this one. Well, it wouldn't be Jerry. So <laughs> we, we, know, we know who'd come in third, but I don't know. About I think first. we'd know who'd come in second, yeah. too. Yeah. I, I would be the fastest, but by no means a fast race. None of us are fast race car drivers, but I right. think I'm – I still have a little bit of crazy left in me. Right. I, I would agree a little with that. Bit, a I would agree crazy. with that. You, you guys ever go to like one of those – you need to go to like one of those karting facilities. Like the K- oh, I've been to many of them. Oh, it would yeah, be yeah, fun yeah. to get all three of you guys in there and just – We've done it. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's super fun. But uh, – so You can bump and bang on each other a Yeah, bit. Jim Hall's racetrack. I was tra- yeah. I, I've gone through their racing school three times. You know, and we did Skip Barber back in the day, and we, we were just up at Thermal. We, we do – you know, it's, it, it's now about not crashing our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, using somebody else's car and then pushing that car rather than crashing our beautiful old things, right? You guys ever want to go to Dirtfish in Seattle? I, they're a big partner of mine. Okay, what, is that? what no, is that? No, it's a rally school up there. Really? Yeah, you get to drive mm. rally cars. Um, it's phenomenal. What kind Dirtfish of Dirtfish sounds wonderful. Um, 
all Subaru, like all-wheel drive SDIs, like 350 horsepower. No kidding. Um, yeah, they, they actually teach you to rally through the woods and stuff like that. But there's open, like open areas. So like, so you, you know, when you learn trees. to slide and things like that, like you, you know, but it's oh, a ton of fun. Great. But yeah, it's the owner, Steve Rimmer, is a really good friend of mine, too. He's You guys would love him. He's got a car collection about 200 deep. Rimmer's a Rimmer, what's Rimmer. the job, Rimmer? <laughs> Rimmer. Rimmer, but, uh, job. What, uh, yeah, what no, if you guys wanted to slide some stuff sideways, that I could, I, I would definitely oh, be fun to get totally you guys linked that. up that to do like that. That sounds like a lot of fun. And Seattle's just a fun town, so. Yeah, I was just up there. Uh, Let's do it, Ferguson. I like people. the idea. Yeah, we'll do it. We could do a podcast up there. After, At the Rimmer facility. Ex- with Rimmer. <laughs> hey, Rimmer. Hey, Jim. Okay, I don't understand this question. Maybe you will. Sean Gardner. Hey, Jim. Is Birch your go-to building supply? Have you any experience with oak? Thank you. No separation between words. Yeah, I think that was he was trying to be a play on my last name as a joke. I have no idea who that was. You'll have to read my response. Cause oh, I, Jim Beaver. Oh, that is so corny. Oh, it was so corny. Oh, yeah. you read my response because I thought my response was halfway Oh, you've decent. already answered the question. Oak is definitely where it's at. Pine is a bit cheaper, but damn, it is sticky dealing with the sap. <laughs> Birch, nah, not my thing. You understood the beaver joke. Were you ridiculed a lot with the last yeah, name beaver? I just roll with it now. I would not fuck with a guy like you. I'm looking across the no, table. Well, I'm just, like, uh... why would I say anything to this guy? That would make him remotely upset. Uh... That guy, you, you're in trouble for asking that question. Uh, Z, you obviously have many beautiful cars, um, and you obviously have good taste in money, but why does your house look like it's from the Golden Girls? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, well, if you were listening to the podcast, his house burned down earlier. No, on, he may be he's talk, talking about your little pied a terre in, in Hollywood, Hollywood yeah. which, it, in fact, the, I like one house. of the first owners was Betty White. It so, was. Who doesn't Betty, like Betty White? Are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. Betty White. So, so, so that's why it looks, looks like, like the Golden Girl. A Golden Girl lived there. <laughs> yes. Holy shit. Well, that's amazing. Well, it feels like a good note. You just don't fuck with Betty White. She's literally like... You, just... you know, Betty lives in my neighborhood now. And she ain't going away. No. She's no. going to outlive you, Parison. She, she lives in a cute little white house with yellow shutters. Counting her money. <laughs> there has not been uh, much action. No. You know when folks get uh, a little older, there's always the little Toyota Celica in the driveway that yes. the, the caretaker comes in you oh. know, for the last few miles. Oh. That's... Uh, the last few miles. <laughs> Parison, that's, that's the most that's awful the thing you've said on this. There. Well, on this I don't know anything. I, I, I don't the know the woman. I don't miles. see her. But I'm I mean, just it, saying, I don't see her out there mowing her lawn or pushing the mower or doing anything like that but I, but i'm a huge fan well gentlemen we've lived today we've laughed we've uh, we've opened up jim beaver in totally new ways open the dam and we're in the last few miles <laughs> as usual we've uh we've 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 bought cars we've bought raptors we uh i, I want to get one of those polaris things I, i'm not pronouncing it right right polaris yeah. polaris laris polaris i like polaris um but thanks for coming in man this has been a lot of fun you've opened up a whole new little window into uh to cars for us the off-road good old boy network and where is it gabs gabs nevada After gabs. we're gonna uh, make... i'm gonna retire there you know i think the three of us we could just go go thirds on the town and why just... don't we take why that not? little airplane of yours zuckerman and fly oh, to gabs. they gonna... probably do have a strip they, they landing have I'm, a I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call up the rabbi and gabs and see if he can <laughs> arrange to t- for a tour of the synagogue so we can we can be comfortable with the congregation there you go well go ahead jim plug your stuff plug the podcast plug the radio Oh, Project well, yeah. Action here on Podcast yeah, One. Yeah, Project Action here on Podcast One. Uh, my other show, the Down and Dirty Radio Show, is also available here on Podcast One as well. Go over there and subscribe on iTunes. Oh, and two shows. Yeah, it's You're at, killing it. Yeah, it's at Jim Beaver fifteen on social media. And Zuckerman, 
You can find me at The Real Zuckerman on Instagram or Carpenter Zuckerman and Rally if you or one of your loved ones was injured in an accident. And if you want to find me, uh, for the next five hours, I'll be on Facebook, and then I'm finally deleting that shit <laughs> because they are, they are doing evil in the world. And after that, find me on Facebook Junior, Instagram, and... Uh, Let's let's hope that one doesn't go into the shitter either. All right, we'll see you next week on Spike's Car Radio. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com. It's me, Shaq, the general of Podcast One Sportsnet. Your style for the best sports podcast. We've got it all in one place from Steve Austin to Jim Harbaugh, Dan Patrick, the official Lakers podcast, and more podcast one sports nest where it's all going down so whatever sport you're watching or interviews you want to hear or if you just want to laugh here you know what off with my show it's all happening here download the podcast one app and click on podcast one sports net in the bottom right corner i'm the general and i'm ordering you to give it a try you'll thank me later and don't forget to listen to the big podcast with Shaq every monday When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. It's Stangy Law Firm. We represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri.